Hey, Christine. Hey, Matt. I wanted to welcome everyone to Helium Podcast Episode 1. And Christine and I are just here chatting a little bit about what we're going to do with this podcast. We don't want to take up too much of your time and we want to talk a little bit about what's valuable for you, but we also just wanted to make this conversational like we have in our interviews. We are really just trying to create a conversation to help people be the best version of themselves as possible in the position specifically of starting up a research group in American academic jobs. We've interviewed several people and spent hours on the phone with people that are either younger professors or about to be professors or maybe folks that have just gotten tenure and in trying to understand the problems that people are facing when they're in this job. What what are they really struggling with? And we really want to make this show about solving those problems for people. And we want to make researchers kick butt at their jobs, quite frankly. We want them to be able to put aside all the things that are distracting and that don't lead to research results and to focus on the things that, even though they're not research, the things that are most important to them getting those awesome research results. You might not be trained in all of the different things that make you actually be able to succeed at the job of starting up your own research group. So how is it that you mentor people? How do you hire? How do you automate things? And it's just really tough to know where you put your energy and where you avoid wasting your energy to be able to get ahead and make the hard parts of it be the actual scientific discovery. When I feel like for a lot of people, the hard parts are navigating the pieces that you weren't trained in that end up being such a huge indicator of whether you succeed or not. Yeah. I mean, I'm a backpacker when I'm not with my kids, (laughs) but the analogy that I like to use, it's kind of like, What we want to be is if you're trying to get to that mountaintop as a researcher, we want to be the advice and the guides that get you to that switchback trail around the backside that gets you to the top without killing yourself instead of the other part of that analogy where you would basically just climb up the sheer cliffs cliff face to the top of the mountain. Because I think oftentimes people find themselves in these situations where they're just powering through it. They're powering through trying to figure things out that probably should be easier, but they just never, like Christine, that's exactly what you're saying is that they they should be easier and the knowledge is out there, but maybe you're Googling it and trying to figure out, okay, how do I, how do I mentor this graduate student in this particular situation? But you've really not had a lot of formal training on anything outside of your specialty area. Yeah, it's exactly right. And what you say is exactly what we're trying to get at is that people have done this before. So yes, it's a moving target and, you know, funding situations are tighter than they have been before. People are expected to come to their jobs with maybe a richer publication record than they have been before. But there are people out there who have been kind of fighting these battles and figuring out how is it that you make your correct investment of energy in committees versus publishing papers versus automating your lab. And where is it that you expend your energy to be smart enough to get to the point where 
you can get tenure where you can make an impact on the fields that you care about and make the collaborations that you care about. And so we just wanted to start talking to people that we knew and say, who are the people that have mentored us well? Who are the people who have figured it out themselves well? And how can we kind of draw on that wisdom and help each other so that people starting this really important role can focus on the things that should be hard and not the things that are dumb and get in the way. One of the key words for us is impact. Because, I mean, our role here, as I said before, is is as guides to try to help people make the highest impact that they can possibly make. And in our motivation, our personal motivation from 28 plus years in academia is to understand or to help people understand that there is a better way and that we want we want them to get there so that their their research results are better therefore helping society and benefiting our kids i already mentioned i have a couple kids and i and you have a couple kids too christine we want to benefit our kids and then our, our potential future hopefully grandchildren as well so we that's our selfish reason for starting this show because we know that there's there's a better way out there for for academics to do things and really focus down on the things that are important for their research. That's so true. It's fun to see people get into stuff that they're good at and then to see them getting the best out of their talents. So how did, how can people get out of their own way and how can they get barriers that are totally avoidable out of their way too? So one of the things we did to do this is to start talking to people we knew ask them when they're in their disposition, draw on our own experiences from being in this academic world to say, what are the things that you most wish you knew that you weren't at all trained to do? And how can we kind of distill that information from people that would have helpful insights? So some of the things that came to the top that we're going to focus on throughout this are really three different groupings. And one of them is teaching and mentoring One of them is strategy for building a research program. So you have this finite, this so finite amount of energy and time and infinite seemingly amount of obligations you could take on and say yes to. And then the third bucket that we kind of figured out people really wanted to talk about was how do you systematize things? So how can you make something that really shouldn't take up a ton of your time, but that could just chew through your minutes of administrivia if you don't package it and do it once and then be smart about making it so you don't have to do it again. Those are the types of things that people can give you pointers on. You can spend 10 minutes listening to it in your car, and maybe it changes the way that you do the next three years of your life. So we want to find those types of things, package them, tell them to you, have other people share their wisdom and then just move on from there. All right. So there you go. There's my children in their bath. So we're living the real life of being parents with jobs. We're at home at our houses right now and our kids are here too. And we're just trying to do the best we can. Awesome. Awesome. I love the authenticity (laughs) there, Christine. Uh, I didn't even know administrivia was a word. Yeah, I learned that in facilitation camp, which is also a thing. <laughs> that's that's only for cool kids. I <laughs> yeah, the very coolest. Well, well speaking of cool kids, I, I did want to mention uh, some people, you know, maybe wondering at this point, why should I listen to these two people? And I've and I've mentioned 
in briefly that we have 28 plus years combined in academia, but also in terms of Christine's background, I mean, she has a background in business startups in terms of biofuels. She's worked at the EPA. She's an, a current faculty member at Duke University, which is impressive. I'm impressed. And she, and she's also uh, the one who introduced me to coffee. So if that's not an impressive enough a list for you for to continue to listen to this show, then I don't know what is. <laughs> well, thanks for bragging on me, Matt. That's really nice. Matt also has a really interesting broad array of experiences that puts him in a good position to just both experience and observe academia from important vantage points. Right now, he's the managing director at a multi-institutional, multidisciplinary NSF-funded engineering research center, which is based at Rice University. He has been doing that for several years, but before that, he was the managing editor for four different prominent journals for four years, which gives you a really broad view of not only different academic viewpoints, but just sort of the politics and how does information get disseminated and who decides what gets out there. Before that, he had multiple postdocs, both in the U.S. and abroad, and that gave him a bunch of different insight as far as what are cultural differences and what are the different things that make people understand how you interface across boundaries, be they geographical or disciplinary, and that has been really interesting too. He also, in addition to understanding how to drink coffee because of me, taught me how to drink beer, which is not a calorically equal trade, and that is not cool. Um, <laughs> but we have a lot of history uh, working together. We shared a grad school office in the bunker of the oldest engineering building you could find. And um, so we know how to see each other at our, our weakest and our strongest. And we figured that this would be a fun adventure together. For sure. Christine, thank you so much. That's very kind of you to, to speak of me like that. I, I think that we're going to make this show, we're going to try to make our personalities come out in the show because one of the reasons why we wanted to do this together is that we're friends and that it's, it's, it's easy to talk to each other. We can probably talk to each other for hours without having to record anything. But at the same time where the show is not about us, we're just trying to give ourselves a little credibility in your eyes, especially for those who are tuning in and don't know anything about us. So we will also have information on our homepage. If you're interested in knowing more about the the start of the podcast, why we, why we had this idea and then also about more about our backgrounds, if you're interested, but we'll try to keep a lot of, you know, tooting our horns out of the show, but but really more focus on how we can use those skills that we've acquired to curate the best resources for you to get to where you want to go in terms of your academic career success. That's exactly the right lead in to just say that what we're also hoping to do is create an interactive community. So as people might find this useful, we hope that you are really vocal in saying what it is that you'd like to hear about next. So 
maybe what you want to hear about is how do you rig up an Arduino lab? And maybe what you want to hear about is what's the worst mentoring mistake somebody's made. But we want people who are listening to also be just very involved in suggesting what would be useful because what we think is necessary is just kind of a wildly collaborative and intellectually generous community to help people be the very best versions of themselves that we all can. Yeah, I agree, Christina. I think that we we could think of this as a virtual pub or a virtual coffee shop for mentoring at large. You know, so one thing we forgot to mention is we're going to try to balance things in the podcast. We're going to probably try to bring on one academic and then one person from outside of academia. So it'll be about a 50% mix on both sides. So the academics will have more advice from the operationalization of the job and how to make things happen. And in fact, in episode two that, that you have in your podcast feed right now, is probably is probably going to be a, a great example of those epi- that episode. It's going to talk about the strategy of starting out as a professor. But on the other end of that, the other 50% of it is uh, we've brought in, we're bringing in people from outside, somewhat outside of academia that touch academia where there's that, that Venn diagram that overlaps with things that you want to get done. So an example of that is episode three, where we've brought in a coach for graduate students. So she's not an academic herself. She is a PhD and she actually coaches graduate students and sees things from the mentee's perspective. So we feel like she has a lot of good advice to offer you as a listener in terms of how you can improve as a mentor and also advice for mentees on how they can improve when they're interacting with their mentors. Yeah. When you're an assistant professor or really anybody in academia, but especially at the beginning, you're just asked to have the expertise from so many more vantage points than any one human can be expected to actually have. And so what we'd like to do is do just what Matt was talking about and distill some of these other vantage points and bring you a couple of bullet points of what would be the most useful from that vantage point on your way to whatever it is that you're doing that's going to win that next great big pot of funding that's going to change the world in that next great big way. I love it. I think that's probably the best way to end because <laughs> academics always love talking about funding. So with that, I think we're, I, unless you have any other thoughts, Christine, I think we'll wrap up this episode one and then continue on and along on this adventure. Yeah, let's see what they think. Thanks for joining us on episode one of Helium Podcast. We look forward to talking to you again, seeing where this all goes. And please join us in episode two, where we'll be interviewing a professor who just received tenure last week and has lots of insight to share. I know we're probably going to invite him back on the show. He was so exciting. So just so you know, the page for the show notes of this episode is at www.teamhelium.co slash episode one. So there you'll find the show notes and some any additional resources that we mentioned in this show. Wonderful. And be sure to join us for the brilliant Jose. Alien Podcast is brought to you by myprofessorwebsite.com. One way to elevate your research is great communication, which requires strong messaging about the value you bring. My Professor Website helps academics grow their influence and impact by creating top-tier websites that attract excellent students, collaborators, and funding opportunities. 
If you want to help spread the word about our podcast, please go to www.teamhelium.co slash review it. All one word, review it. There you will find instructions on how to review our podcast. It's the best way for others to find us, except for a personal referral, of course. Our music is written by Michael Blake of Portland, Oregon. You can find him on SoundCloud or at www.mblakemusic.com. Helium Podcast is produced and edited by us, Matt Hotze and Christine Ogilvie-Hendren.